Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Well, Daft Punk is playing in my house, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the preview show sponsored by Betway. Arsenal are through and Pet Faces Bills are. It's Friday, 2nd of October. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Jim Campbell. And I'm Luke Moore. Welcome all, welcome gang. Good to have you with us, Jimmy and Lukey and me. Great to be here, Marcus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Before we get started, well, you're going to call me something then? Yeah, you? I know, I sounded like it, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. What did you think? Hey, you pair of... <laughs> <laughs> you pair of absolute twats. <laughs> um, before we get stuck in, let me quickly plug, not just On the Continent, mm. but Football Ramble Presents. On the Continent yesterday was Dotton Adebayo, the great man himself, joined as ever by Andy Brassel. But uh, yesterday they were joined by ESPN UK editor and Spanish football expert David Cartlidge. He's got a lovely, soothing voice from the northeast of England. Mm-hmm. They talked a lot about Jao Felix. They talked a bit about Dortmund's loss in the German Super Cup final to Bayern and um, a bit about Antonio Conte's Inter as well. What you must do is search Football Ramble Presents wherever you get your podcasts. Completely free of charge, of course. Wherever you get your podcast, Football Ramble presents for your latest episode of On the Continent. It's loads more football content on that channel. Um, it's going to be at the matches with Andy and, and, and the gang when we get back to going to games again. There's going to be Ramble Meets interviews oh. when COVID allows us to do them. There's going to be lots of great stuff over there. So Football Ramble presents. Search that wherever you get your podcast. It's completely free of charge. And that's where you'll hear... Yesterday's on the continent with Dotton, Andy, and David. Get involved, beauties. Yeah, um, do it. No excuses. David, once I went to uh, Seville, mm-hmm. or as the uh, locals call it, 
Seville. And uh, <laughs> David said to me, oh, I've got I love Italy, it's beautiful. Yeah, it is, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I get to use my German there. And David, uh, he recommended a restaurant to me. He said, oh, I recommend this place. I said, oh, great. It was number one on TripAdvisor, covered in tourists. He's taken five seconds to be out. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit! I've started, I promised Marcus I recommend yeah. a restaurant. I was like, "Don't worry, love. We've got. I've got a little insight here." Yeah, they and do. She yeah. said, my, "My wife said this is top of trip advice." Yeah, they do Everything. two two burgers and two fries for two euros. Oh, very happy. <laughs> very happy. <laughs> do you feel English? Didn't you every morning? <laughs> <laughs> Only falls Norse on the TV. <laughs> Point of Guinness. What are you worried about? <laughs> Get on to David Cartledge for your uh, holiday recommendations. No. Uh, that does stitch him up. He's a very cultured man and uh, a lovely knows, fellow. Knows well. Spain very well indeed. Yeah. Um, and good restaurants. Just doesn't famously just doesn't like Marcus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, there was some. Uh, there was a quite a lot of football last night. Loads of it. You think to yourself, okay, there's a few games in the League Cup. That's fine. Is there anything else going on? Oh, there's a few oh, yes, Europa everything. League thing. Oh, everybody seems to be playing in the Europa League. I think it Spurs through. They were. Yeah. Celtic and Rangers went through. Uh, and Spurs went through emphatically. Oh, two dinks. Yeah. Two dinks. You know that's a thrashing. Yeah, when if you, you get four to do dinked that. all over. Mm, yeah. Exactly. Uh, so, well done. The British side's doing very well in, in the Europa League, going to the Europa League proper. The draw uh, for that is, is later today. Uh, but, of course, last night... Um, should we get Fulham out of the way? I've, I, I, I was stunned to see this morning... Well, first of all, I was stunned yeah. to see this morning that Fulham isn't officially in the running order. <laughs> I, did, I, I suspected the long tendrils of Marcus Speller's well, we influence saw what on that. <laughs> yeah. But I think we should talk about it. I Because I sat through that game yeah. and I'm not sitting through that game for nothing. And if we're going to do Liverpool and Arsenal, <laughs> which I also sat through, yeah. we're going to do Fulham. <laughs> and I want to start yeah. with uh, Ben Rama's backheel nutmeg, oh, which uh-huh. was... On, on, on the, the ghost of Michael Hector. <laughs> I feel for the guy. Yeah. Virgil van Mark had a great season last year. <laughs> I don't know what's... He just uh, looks really angry. Uh, well, wouldn't you be? I would, would be. Oh, absolutely, His yeah. job's got a lot harder and presumably he's not got a pay rise. Yeah, yeah you, uh, presumably so. I mean, it's just... I don't think he's going to get one anytime soon either, <laughs> no. based on this. Uh, they asked... Um, what's his name? He's a Brentford coach. Uh, oh, you know, Thomas, Thomas uh, Frank. Frank. Yeah. Uh, you know, did that make up for the playoff final loss? And he looked a little bit pissed off what, with that. A nutmeg? Yeah. <laughs> no, not the nutmeg. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's funny, isn't it? Such a dumb question. Yeah. Well, it is, but... I... Imagine if you said yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. we can finally put that ghost to rest. Yeah. yeah. Do we still get the same money that we would have <laughs> yeah. done? I mean, it does seem like, uh, you know, it'll be bees up, full them down, as they chanted, perhaps at the end of this season. Yeah. Well, well you, you also, I mean, aside from the 15-ish minutes, 20 minutes after half-time when Adam O'Lookman come on, yeah. and, he, and, and he was able to change the whole dynamic of the game. Yeah. Uh, uh, and for, Fulham, a, for a short while, yeah, well, Fulham were already a goal down, of course, and mm. they, they pushed forward with Adam Lookman, who looked dangerous. He looked like he looked like the only player that Brentford couldn't really deal with. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Brentford score a goal to make it two nil, mm. but they don't even score a goal on the break. No, mm. they score a goal from a stupid set piece, which never should have happened. And and it really sums up what's happened to Fulham so far. Oh, this mate, season. It's, been, it's, it's been piss poor. And to be honest with you, one or two people have said this, and I do agree with them. Derby County will be thinking, oh. Maybe our, our unwanted record could be taken from. I can't see Fulham getting any points from anywhere. Now, the, the only, if I, you know, let's not linger on this too much because I don't want to. They're going to Wolves this weekend. They'll be all right there, wouldn't they? Well, if West Ham can <laughs> score four. Exactly. Uh, it's a great win for West Ham, that yeah. was, by the way. But uh, the, the only, if I can try to squeeze any sort of droplet or globule of, <laughs> of positivity from, from Fulham, is that. 
it, it, it's very, very obvious very, very, very early on in the season. And so you'd rather it be now it's than, time, say, yeah. Yeah. in a couple of months where you suddenly, suddenly go, oh, hang on a minute, we're sort of 12 points adrift. Or uh, Now, they could be 12 points adrift in two or three yeah. weeks. I take that sort of <laughs> point. But, uh, but I suppose I, I think you would rather it happen now. Of course, you would rather it not happen at all. But the, the difficulty is, as you said the other day, Luke, you know, that Scott Parker is a very, very highly regarded there. And, and he's, you know, the fans are... He's a legend the of the club, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so, you know, what do you do at this early stage? You probably don't do anything. But uh, I just, I, I, is Big Sam thinking, oh, one last job? I don't think. No, I don't think. I, don't I, think. Th- I think the. I mean, at least the transfer window is still open, so there is an opportunity for them to improve the I, squad. I, I've been linked with a couple of defenders today, but like mm. Scott Parker dresses like a man at a gangland funeral. Yeah. He does, and yeah. it is increasingly feeling. I appreciate we are what three games into the Premier League season. Yeah, it also it almost feels like a sort of funeral procession. It does look already. Just the plot season. twist will be that at some point he's going to turn up to one and it'll be his own. Yeah, <laughs> it, 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 it does look pretty desperate. Um, but uh, moving on from Fulham because I don't think this will change that much. It's a good win for Brentford. It's just a fantastic yeah. win for Brentford and a minor, minor piece of revenge, I suppose, for that that playoff final. Um, uh, it's basically but, like losing a million quid mm. and finding a tenner. Yeah. You're still happy for the tenner. Yeah. But you can't get the million quid out your head. No. <laughs> but, you know, you enjoy spending that tenner. Yeah. All of it on sweets. Uh, <laughs> Arsenal, Jim. Yeah. I mean, I know it wasn't Liverpool's strongest side, but it was still a strong side. And I, it wasn't I, Arsenal's strongest side. I, as well. honest, I don't see how Liverpool come back, back from this. No, I don't. Like they dominated blow. so, so mm. much. I know Arsenal didn't score, but I felt like that was like a deliberate thing. <laughs> yeah. like they knew that they wouldn't need to. I know. So they want, and they wanted Liverpool to know, we're just going to do you on penalties. It's, That's right. It's not a lottery, uh-huh. as has been said, you know, no. vociferously this week. Um, so. <laughs> Klopp needs taken down a peg or two. Yeah. So, yeah, I can't even keep this up. <laughs> that, it, just, whole... it, it was not a good game, was it? <laughs> that whole lottery thing, right? We, we know that the certain types of people have won the national lottery and then spent all the... and been very reckless with it. And, Do you, you know, mean Lotto Lout Mickey Carroll, particularly? Uh, well, he does leap to mind. Pete Donaldson. Um, but, no, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That would make so much sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but like with the lottery it's quite clear anybody whether they're a good person or a bad person or whatever their ability with the lottery like nobody shit ever wins a penalty shootout do they no no, that doesn't happen. No, you get, I suppose not. No, <laughs> but the thing is, you wouldn't be able to be in quote shit to be in the game in the first place, though. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. I, think I, I found this game offensive. Yeah, turgid. Burnt Leno wasn't offensive, was he? No, he had a good game. And I think he was also, phenomenal. He was. Yeah. He was. He was excellent. And um, actually, but isn't that one of the hallmarks of a shit game? Yeah. Might well, I, very much. Might so. I suggest though that uh, with, he doesn't catch it enough. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah. um, I, I, I felt. I don't know. Maybe this is just just me, Jim. But I, I felt like Leno. This is with Martinez going, and I felt it was a bit, a bit of a shame for Martinez because yeah. I think he he was. You know, I think he could have taken a huge claim for that number one jersey. But obviously, they believe in Leno, and I, I, I suppose I wanted to see a little bit more proof to sort of back that up. And th- and I thought last night he provided that. Yeah, I mean, I think they they believe in Leno, but they also needed twenty million quid for someone who, and last year, would have got you nowhere near that. Yeah, because uh, the money yeah. got so come from somewhere. It was a great before. time to sell it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and it would have it might have even been a bit of a problem. It would have been a narrative all season, wouldn't it? And you, you'd had that with Lehman and Almunia before, and I don't think it, I, people talk about competition for places among goalkeepers being good, but I don't know if that's actually the case. But the the argument made for Martinez over Leno is what I alluded to before, which is that he doesn't catch it enough. He does punch it out quite a lot, but he is a he's a very very good shot stopper as well. And he was you know he was a, he was a game changer yesterday. So I've you know 
there's this weird narrative has come that has come up around Leno, which is that he's not that good because Martinez proved to be mm-hmm. good, which I think is nonsense and needs and hopefully will be banished by that performance. But um, I uh, my takeaway from the game was was Ainsley Maitland Niles penalty. Yeah. Oh man, how he's a brilliant penalty he taker. That, that, uh, but this is why he's in the England squad, right? He's, he's, got, take- he's got to be in there to just casually laugh at the concept of pressure in a penalty <laughs> yeah, shootout. I, I can remember, t- I mean, how old is he, 23 now or something? Something mm. like that. I can remember him taking three penalties mm. and one of them was a Penenka. Yeah. And one was last night where he had a little grin afterwards. He is, he is ice in yeah. his veins, man. So ice cold. Oh, do you know what he's got? Fire in the belly, head in the freezer. That's, That's what, what, yeah, yeah, yeah. what we'll need and, later, Jim. And huge shout outs for, for um, do you know what I love? I love seeing it's, Shitty weather. The, the the weather's about to turn, and the evenings are getting dark. Storm Alex. It's was that what it was? Storm Alex. I think. Storm Alex. The first I've heard of it. Yeah. But I I believe you. You've got no reason to to meteorologically lie to me. Uh-huh. Um, Not James Milner playing fullback in a in a, in a league yeah, cup game yeah, midweek. Yeah. I'll I'll do it, Gaffer. No yeah. problem. And I'll put a shift in as well. <laughs> yeah. He's actually decent. And he stuck his penalty away. Of course he did. He's very reliable penalty. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. But, but going back to the um the punch, I know we've got loads of stuff to get through today. But very very quickly, if I may, um. There is a rationale behind wild keepers punch rather than catch. Mm. You know, it's the, you know, I think I think some of scared, some of the why. thought processes is they're foreign. Yeah, no, <laughs> some of the thought processes is that is that you know that if you go to catch, you mm. might drop it. If you go to catch it and you drop it, you're going to drop it close to your Especially body on an evening like last exactly. Night. If you punch it, you're going to get more distance on it. You mm. can set up an attack quicker. Yeah. It's, there's a rationale to it. The thing I don't like about it is that you can either be for a goalkeeper punching or against it if you want, but don't be against it because you think it's just a foreign goalkeeper who can't catch, because that's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. And, it, you know, it depends on the situation, doesn't it? There are going to be times where it is, as you say, because you can start and start an attack, it's more appropriate to the way your team plays football to just get the ball back in play as, as quickly as possible. possible. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I don't really have any worries about Leno as a, as a goalkeeper. It's weird that that narrative mm. has, has come up. But it's great for Arsenal to go through against Liverpool. I mean, yeah. I, again, people can... To, to literally squeeze through. Through. Yes. Well, you've got to do it, haven't you? They they, they take on um, Manchester City, of course, in the quarterfinals. Yeah. Um, Great. Spurs have been chucked a bone, haven't they? In yeah. the uh, in the draw. Who have they got? Stoke. Yeah. 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 No disrespect. Stoke. They that. beat Aston Villa. Fair play to them. Yeah. By the way, talking of penalty shootouts, a quick mensch. The one of the best penalty shootouts I've ever seen last night. Yeah. Rio Ave against Milan. I think it's important. It was, Unbelievable! If you haven't had seen everything. this, if yeah. you haven't, I, I can't. There was a there was a Penenka. The goalkeepers took mm. it. Went all the way back round. Yeah, two. Don't match- spoilers. Don't spoiler. Too late. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, I won't. Don't you. say who wins. Don't uh, say who wins. That's <laughs> it. Well, one of the side who went through, you know, who were playing in black and white. <laughs> Oh, black and red, sorry. I even tried that. Uh, Milan went through, of course. They went, I think it was 9-8 yeah, that's on good. penalties. Weren't there two Penenkas? Yeah, there was... Yeah, there definitely was, one. Yeah, there was definitely one. It went all the way through to the goalkeepers. And, uh, and Donnarumma, just before he took his, he got a big hand to it and he was absolutely gutted that he missed. Uh, he, did, he didn't save it. He then blazes his penalty over the bar and he thinks, oh my goodness, I'm the fall guy. The older goalkeeper takes his, he puts his over the bar as well. Yeah. Then there was another match point where Rio Ave, the guy hit the post, it hit off Donnarumma, hit the other post. It came out again. Oh my God. It was, uh, one of the greatest penalty shooters I've ever seen. They're absolutely all... phenomenal entertainment there will be several people listening to this who have downloaded this show today yeah. and then listening to it on a Friday afternoon at work while pretending to do work mm-hmm. we see you yeah. go and watch that oh yeah it's an watch at the same time. it is an absolute treat uh, you mentioned Saka uh, getting into the England squad of course that's uh, announced for the games against Wales Belgium uh, of course and, uh, and Denmark Dominic Calvert-Lewin mm. 
Big Dommy CL getting in there. I think, we're, I think we're very pleased with that. He's been brilliant this season. Richly yeah, so deserved. Yeah, He's been fantastic, so. hasn't he? He's just yeah, got he really goals has. in it. Where were those goals? I think there was. I read something interesting yesterday about how they've slightly changed. Um, I'll probably get this wrong because I'm not a tactical expert, but they, they kind of changed how Ancelotti's changed his role slightly where he's playing with like Richarlison and Rodriguez mm-hmm. and they're mm-hmm. playing slightly different roles. One's more advanced, one's more deeper and it's playing to Calvert-Lewin's hands and they get a lot more balls in the box. Yeah. And Ancelotti is, I think, trained as, as focused a lot on Calvert-Lewin scoring goals with just one touch and being like properly instinctive. Mm-hmm. And it's, I mean... To be fair to him, he's improved a little bit. He was improving before Ancelotti yeah, yeah, came yeah, along, yeah. but now he seems to, now he seems to have really um, benefited from Ancelotti the yeah. same way he benefited from was it Duncan Ferguson beforehand? Mm-hmm, I think yeah. who gave him his his little. Um, well, I don't know if he gave him his break, but kind of helped to improve mm-hmm. him before. I think he's an outstanding prospect because he always looked like he could do all the other stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just whether he could add goals to his game. Yep. And now he has that goal he scored against West Ham. Was yeah. it the first goal. That's a beauty. Well, he's poaching goals now, Absolute isn't he? In beauty. a way, he wasn't before. Mm-hmm. I'm delighted for him. Well, Everton have needed, you know, a goal scorer. They're, 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 they're a side who have had some sort of, sort of goal scorers for a bit. You, you can't really think. I don't want to do Everton. You know, I don't want to do them down here. But if you think about, you know, great goal scorers and people have scored a lot of goals, you, you don't think of forwards that have played for Everton in, in, in recent years. Now, I'm sure I'm missing someone there. So again, apologies. But but to have a guy who's the, the focal point and to put the ball in the net and so on and so forth. It's not since Lukaku, really. Yeah, it would be Lukaku, I think. That's what sprung to mind for me. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, you, you can't think of that many, I suppose. But also, do you know what I like? He seems like a bloody lovely lad as well. Yeah, yeah he seems yeah. great. He really does. He's very wide-eyed. He's loving his football at the moment. So, I mean, mm. anybody would be under Ancelotti. Some of these people. The still there be. as well, though. It's, yeah, exactly, yeah. I think the, the one thing... For me, that I think might it is a little bit unfortunate for him. It's the type of profile of player he is. Is he really offering anything that's that different from what Harry Kane gives you? Oh, he's a very different player you, to Kane. Do you think? Yeah, a very different player to Kane. You know, Kane now is sort of dropping deep, and uh, Kane's the number one because he works so well with Sterling mm. and uh, whoever the other wing would be, Sancho or something like that. The way that that front three, if it is a front three that England play, and we think against Belgium, he might deploy a back three again. Um, but well, it looks you know, like he trained for that one in the Denmark game. Yeah, so you'd be surprised if he wouldn't do the same thing. Well, right? if, if you think of for how free scoring Belgium are, and, yeah. and England are sort of looking a little bit shaky at, at the moment, but uh, Kane's a very different forward. Whereas I, I think. You know, it, 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 Ings would be number two, but you need another player there, and he's young as well, Cavalloon, and he's improving all the time. And I'm also pleased Harvey Barnes is in there because yeah. he's had a great season well so earned. far, it's a great start. My, a, my, the problems, Marcus, are defensive though. Yeah, I know. The problems are that you know, I mean, he's, he's at least picked a couple of players who can play left back. I think three of them now. If you, if you obviously got Chilwell in there, if you if you take into account Maitland-Niles and Saka have both played on the left kind of mm. recently, there's options there now because there wasn't an option at all in the last squad. I think he would look at them as wing backs more. He would do. He'd mm. have to. He'd have to. But but I, I worry about that, and I worry about England's pace at centre back. Mm. That's my mm. fear. Yeah. Um. And I suppose if you if you if you if you if you're if you're if you're saying that. Saka and Maitland-Niles are wing-backs and it kind of further adds fuel to your theory that you might play through at the back mm-hmm. particularly with the lack of pace in the defensive centre-back So, sorry in, in the centre-back so you can have three to a bit of cover there so look England have got a good squad they've got a promising squad um, I don't we have to work on these these alternatives to Harry Kane as well because mm-hmm. Harry Kane's someone who's picking up injuries on a fairly regular basis now and there, there can be quite debilitating in, injuries as well to his ankles particularly so we need options for when Kane's not available mm-hmm. um, so look I don't know if we'll use these games as a training ground for that in, in preparation to build up for, for, mm-hmm. for the Euros next year I certainly hope he does because for me although the National League is a nice to have 
The Euros is the most important thing. Yeah, get Vardy back in there. Well, I mean, the thing is... It, it, Vardy, Barnes and Madison. But is, Come on! But is Vardy good because he's not doing this? Yeah, he's not I mean, being called up it, to England squads. I mean, we, we've seen in the same way that Milner that. was able to extract and, and some other players... You've parachute them in for the tournament. It's, it's always worked. It's always fair worked. on the youngsters. And it should be an actual parachute as well. <laughs> yeah. Although Dominic Calvin-Lewin, he did score a winning goal for England in a World Cup final not yeah. that long ago. Yeah, so, true. you know, let's let's not forget that. Um, moving on, gentlemen, the Champions League draw happened yesterday. Luke, um, Manchester United finally been drawn in a tough group. Well, I got a lot of stick for that, for saying that on Twitter yesterday. <laughs> but I think you're right. Well, I think traditionally... They usually get quite a nice one. Yeah, traditionally, who did they get last year? Juventus. Um, I think they got Juventus last year but generally yeah last year they got Juventus and Valencia but they went through second I I think generally speaking it has been a traditional thing where United have got a a easy uh, draw but I think with Leipzig PSG and Basak here. that's a tough ask it is but do you think that I mean Manchester United were in the Champions League you know regularly maybe back in the day and so on I mean if you take someone like Chelsea who have been in there you know Chelsea have got Sevilla Krasnodar and Rennes which you would take all day long, yeah. no disrespect. I mean, Sevilla, obviously, Europa League champions and, and no mugs. Um, but Liverpool in there with Ajax, Atalanta and Michelin. I mean, that's that's a tricky one. You know, we know what Atalanta are, are capable of. But you would fancy uh, Liverpool to get the better of that one. Yeah. I just picked a random year, mm. 2009-10 Champions League. Man yeah. United got CSK, Moscow, Wolfsburg and Besiktas. Yeah, tricky. Yeah. But that would be oh, because Even Michael the... Owen got a hat-trick in that group. <laughs> but that would be because they're in the top... Of course, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I, well, you've, but you're still going to get it, though. 2011, I mean, Valencia, Rangers and Burza Sport. <laughs> I mean, no, go on, defend that, Jim. <laughs> it's not like they won it, though, is it? No, but I mean, the, the, the reason that, that they get, you know, what some might call an easy draw is because they avoid the other top sides because they're, they're drawing out the same sure, pot. It's, it's all, and, and, and I think Manchester City have now got to a stage where mm. they're getting easier draws, but before they've had it really tough. Exactly. You know? Yeah, I, I understand what you mean. I mean Benfica, Bar- Basel and a Romanian team that I can't even <laughs> pronounce. <laughs> I mean, you say that the Bayern of the Champions are there with Atletico Madrid, so it doesn't always work out yeah, that way. Yeah. Or a Red Bull, Salzburg and Lodomoto Moscow too. But uh, I, I think if you're Bayern though, you'll take anything. You would. You? you would. Nice to see Juventus and Barcelona. Yeah. What, what do you think? How will that go? be build do you think um, do you think that, I, I don't know tell, is there a narrative me, Marcus, there? is there some sort of narrative we could be possibly Galatasaray Cluj and Braga <laughs> <laughs> these are all actual Champions League groups that Manchester United have got bloody hell so I'm just putting it out there I wasn't listening to any of your other questions so if you want to repeat them that would be fantastic it's Messi v Ronaldo great yeah, there we are that. that's all you got to know Yeah, and then we'll be on to the knockout rounds in a number of months I, I haven't had a chance to talk about how funny it was when Messi kicked off about Luis Suarez leaving Barcelona oh yeah what did he well, say he was like oh that's all put in the past now I don't want to go for a court case with mm. him you know so I'll stay you know let's get on with the football you know let's get on with the quiz yeah. and then Suarez <laughs> leaves it's a disgrace how I treated him <laughs> just waiting <laughs> waiting with his finger hovering over the tweet button he's piping up all the time oh now, yeah it's great he? Didn't expect but why, why they're not going to get rid of him well, quite. I think it's all good. It's lovely to see. Do you, so, what, what do you what do you anticipate from the uh, Messi Ronaldo showdown? That's going to be a tedious oh, narrative. Yeah, in the, really the game, is, isn't it? Really it? is. Yeah. I have no idea, but I think uh, Juventus. Obviously, they got Ronaldo to try and get them in over the line in the Champions League. Barcelona are not what they were. Although old Ronnie Koeman could turn them into a right old force. God, I mean, um, if I th- Juventus play this right, they could absolutely thrash Barca. Yeah, I mean. 
the whole talk of them being in disarray is very much off the pitch, isn't it? Like, mm. so you know, as, as you've pointed out, it feels a bit like it's a like... Pu- it feels a bit like a punishment that Barcelona still in the Champions League against good teams. Yeah, how low can you sink, Barcelona? But, I mean, you, <laughs> we say that, but they've still got players like Antoine Griezmann there. Messi's obviously still there. It's, no, as you've pointed out yourself, Mark. Anzu Fati like, looks a world beater at seventeen. Exactly. This is perhaps being a little bit overblown. So maybe it won't. Yeah, and they've be. won their first two games yeah. in the Liga. But um, that said, it would be funny if, like, oh, imagine yeah. if Ronaldo just dominates them, yeah. gets like four goals, yeah. like. Does the old celebration? I mean, I'll finish by saying uh, simply this, Marcus: by Leverkusen, mm-hmm. Shakhtar Donetsk, and Real Sociedad. <laughs> I was about to say, well, that's quite tricky in the context of it. That is quite a tough one, but you would take it all day long, of course. Mm. Yeah, of course, you would. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So now they're in what, Paris. Oh, my and... mentions are going to be absolutely fucked this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Man United, Man United fans, taking them, taking them to task. Oh dear, bollocks to them! Do you know, what, right. they, do you know, do you know what group they got in 2014 you, 15? You're going to tell us they weren't in it. Yay! <laughs> but now they are, ladies and gentlemen. All right, let's go for a quick break. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Join me, Melissa Reddy, and listen to my brand new podcast, Between the Lines. I'll be speaking to the biggest names in football about the captivating, behind-the-scenes stories fans want to hear. From major talking points to untold anecdotes, you'll hear from some of football's leading stars as well as those working in the shadows. In our first episode, I spoke to former Spurs manager Maurizio Pochettino about that Amazon documentary. We feel responsible because it was uh, very difficult to say yes to open the door to Amazon. Only we watch with Jesus the 25 minutes first because it was until we uh, left the club. And on our latest episode, I investigate how prevalent and damaging social media abuse is in football. And I was like taking all this negativity onto myself and I did. I kind of lost myself and my personality because I knew everything that was going on around it. And it's not until I actually got to a stage where I thought, I can't take this anymore. It is becoming too much for me that I spoke out about it. Craving football insight? Well, look no further. Listen to Between the Lines with me, Melissa. 
Melissa Reddy via Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever else you get your podcasts. This was a Stakhanov production. Hello, I am Sven Goran Eriksson, and you are listening to the Football Ramble. There we there go. Is. Oh, there it is. Very there nice. it is, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Football Ramble preview show, sponsored by Betway. That was, of course, friend of the show and the stars and the ladies, Sven Joran Eriksson. <laughs> In that order. No, the opposite <laughs> yeah, order. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Right, everybody. It's time for some emails. Still no jingle. No word on the jingle. from Donaldson's been made promises that weren't kept, yeah. apparently. But they'll be on, it'll be on its way at some point. Oh, you'd hope so. I think you? you'll get it for the last week of the season. Trust is a two-way street. <laughs> and he and can't drive. <laughs> of course, the email address is show at footballramble.com. We've got an email here from JP Vwolake. I think that's pronounced. Uh, Surely there is no drinking game more dangerous than watching Burnley matches with no crowd noise and drinking when Sean Dyche uses the F word. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You'd, have to, you'd have to have ears that can pick up a certain frequency to get the, the yeah. bass in it, though. The gravel frequency. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you'd have to use it. Yeah. <laughs> F off. Come saying. on, you fucking pricks. <laughs> do a Jim, do a Sean Dyson pressure. <laughs> Sean Dyche. That's a terror hawk. You're better yeah. than that. It's the same. You're better than that. You don't know what I was having him saying. Jim's not... That's him yawning. Yeah. That's, Jim... him, that's him waking up in the morning. Also, Marcus, Jim's not better than that. No, I'm absolutely... No, absolutely not. I will absolutely... Do the, rest of, do the rest of the email like Sean Dyche. Yeah. No, I won't be able to. I'll be, I'll be ruined for the rest of the show. All right. You would also get massively uh, inebriated if you drank every time the match commentator apologises for the language. Yeah, so we are hearing a lot of this. That happens too much. Like, no, it's, it's so just, boring. It's genuinely is anybody actually bothered, upset, or offended well, by that. I suppose there are people watching with kids around, but like, come on. I think I think it's an Ofcom requirement. Right. The reason and the reason I say that is because you can you can watch. Um, a, a, a brutal boxing match at midnight yeah. on TV on pay-per-view where they're beating 10 bells out of each other. Yeah. The most, you know, it's violent. And if they hear a bit of swearing in the corner in between rounds, the commentator always says, apologies if you're offended by our language. Yeah. I think Ofcom make them do it. Right. But it's getting to the point now, I watched a game the other day where, I mean, he must have said it about eight times mm, yeah. during the game. And it's like, can you just say it at the beginning? Why not flash something up on the screen so yeah. the commentator yeah. doesn't have to worry about it? Or Saying, get fucked. Just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I have to say... Imagine that. A little message about language you're going to hear on this show. Yeah. Get fucked. <laughs> Grow up. <laughs> Grow up. <laughs> so, Jim, what are you going to say I about Dodgy? Saying, like, I, I, Burnley is, is similar to, to Sheffield United. Oh, I don't really necessarily want to, like, want to lump them in together, but when you listen to those games without the commentary or, or without the fake crowd noise, it is it sounds like a pub car park fight. Mm. Yeah. And we're just going, yeah! It's amazing the amount of, it's amazing the amount of phrases you hear that you hear in Sunday League as well. Isn't it? Like, it was really reassuring this actually. Yeah, it is. When when you because for some reason, I think when you you think that footballers will interact differently and managers will say different things because you can't believe that your your own ability is so much poorer than than actual footballers. Um but sort of natural ability and, and training will do that. But it's a bit like when you watch those sort of Amazon documentaries. I remember watching the Brazil one with Cheech, Chichi uh, yeah. in the Copper America yeah. with the Brazil side, or even Guardiola or Mourinho, of course. And you, the stuff they're saying to get the players up for it is the stuff that you've heard kind of before. And you yeah, think, yeah. well, of course, like what, what, what 
other combination yeah, what other of elite words? kind of <laughs> exactly, you know yeah. like encouragement is there that we wouldn't be able to comprehend. I, I, yeah. I wonder whether though you you might you might get some kind of agreement with the makers of these documentaries where they won't show the detail. Oh yeah, there's yeah, definitely yeah, that yeah, yeah. Definitely because that. we've seen we've seen in, over the years. I remember when Mourinho was an opposite opposition scout for a team when he first started out as, uh, in in in, in mm. management. And there was a, there was a, it was when he was at Barcelona, I believe, and there was a, a report leaked when they were about to play Newcastle in the Champions League, mm. which, you know, which dates hit. Uh, and it was, <laughs> the, the detail was incredible. Yeah. So I think they are capable of the amazing detail, but I do think there's that old adage, which is that you don't want to overload players with information before mm-hmm. a game. So mm-hmm. maybe it's all about motivation. But for me, during the game, you can hear a lot more now. Every time a corner swung in, goalkeeper, you can hear him shout, away! Yeah, and it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's so basic, but I guess it's just... its just. Well, what else are they going to shout? And, and I suppose no one's under any illusion if they're yeah. a defensive player defending a court, they need to get the ball away. Yeah, yeah, no, but yeah. I, I like it because it kind of is a bit... It's one in the eye for all these like really detail-heavy statistics guys uh-huh. because at one level, that's really important and we should embrace that. But on another level... Yeah, a lot of it just comes down to human beings, right? Yeah. And, and and trying to trying to not make mistakes. It's been interesting be, being able to hear the microphones by the by the goalkeepers as well. Um, Kasper Kasper Schmeichel was uh was oh he loves it caught he? um like giving some instruction in the in the the, the Man City game and Sky played it back and it was really interesting to hear him to just yeah. hear him sort of screaming at his defenders. It's the same thing, but it is it was a nice insight into just just to hear what goes on in a yeah. football match. And as you say, it's it's not like they're going oi, oi! There are boxes within boxes now. Boxes are special. Box. <laughs> it's just away, isn't it? I remember that before this COVID stuff happened. I remember way back in the day there was there were not. I think there was a protest outside the new camp, and there were yeah. no fans allowed in the game at mm. the new camp. And it was basically uh, the, cam- the the microphone was just picking up ninety minutes of Louis Suarez oh, ber- yeah. berating <laughs> yeah. Lionel Messi, yeah, yeah, but not passing to him yeah, over and uh, over again. And at one point, and it was translated. And yeah. I think at one point Louis Suarez says to Messi, to Messi, something like, "Don't call for it if you don't want it." Yeah, <laughs> to Lionel it's, Messi. It's so good, I think. But if I was, if I was a footballer, if I was a team, like, I would, I would just say, right, lads, let's let's really mess with the with the viewers here. Let's just shout stuff, like yeah. you know, like the ball's coming, right? Yeah, peel the banana, <laughs> fish. <laughs> you get shout, you get you get booked for um, trying to put a player off, don't you? When they've got mm, the ball, you can't yeah. say you can't say you can't kind of jump into mm-hmm. uh, when they've got the ball. And you can shout like you know, you can't call for the ball when your opposition number's got it though. It's a scene as unsportsmanlike. No, but combat. you could shout, you know, mash the potatoes or something. Yeah, you could. Yeah, that's the first thing that comes to mind. Why not? Yeah, just talk yeah. nonsense. People go, "Oh my goodness, this is yeah. a right insight into the game." Yeah. You're just messing with everybody. Wasn't it Des Walker who used to? Um, no, was it Ian Wright. Um, it was known for like sledging, wasn't he? But apparently, Des Walker would kind of had his number quite often and if he would like tackle him or whatever he'd then explain what yeah. he'd just done to right. him that's right like, it was like post-match analysis yeah it? that's right that's right yeah, absolutely yeah um, uh, I think uh, yeah Ian Wright said that and uh, Sol Campbell's the other one who used to blank him did he? He, said it, he, did he, he? Said, he said he could never wind up Sol Campbell right he would try and sledge away and he said Sol Campbell was just he's just bulletproof mm. and he said it would really wind him up <laughs> I've sledged myself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, dear. Oh, that, just on that, Michael Dubry once said that he, uh, when he first made it into the game, and he was, I think he was probably playing for Chelsea, he saw Ian Wright and he was like, Ian Wright was his idol. Mm. And he was like marking him at a corner. And he was like quite starry eyed looking at him. And Ian Wright looked at him and went, What the f are you looking at, you so and so? Oh, yeah, back in. I love that. Yeah. I love that. It's just what I needed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Oh, dear. Right. Anyway, show at footballramble.com for yeah. more of that. And hopefully one day we'll get a jingle.
Mm, yeah. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> it would be really lovely. People yeah, it get on be, it. It would be very nice indeed. Uh, this weekend, gentlemen, the Premier League is back, of course. Leeds United host Manchester City. Or to put it another way, Pep Guardiola is going to Marcelo Bielsa's house and will be very excited about that. Oh, yeah, he's there, there now. <laughs> He's in the car park. Ha- to, on, Has he got a car park in. at his house? In the, in, in, in the driveway, sorry. Yeah. He does, yeah. He lives in like a bungalow, doesn't he? Yeah, it's, uh, it's like a it's a very small kind of house with a little driveway because everyone was standing outside, That's right. weren't mm. they, when they got promoted? I think Guardiola will... I, I think if Leeds beat Manchester City, Guardiola will take enormous consolation... It's a win-win. ...by going, yeah, go on, talk me through it. <laughs> talk me through how you beat us. <laughs> it's yeah. a win-win. Yeah, they have faced yeah. each other... Uh, Walker me. <laughs> they have faced each other three times before and uh, Guardiola's got the better of him but I mean he was well I suppose, I suppose you could argue here he's managing a, a superior side did you know that while playing uh, for Roma Guardiola was told by Gabriel Battistuta the great Batigal if you want to be a coach you have to get together with this guy mm. and that guy was Bielsa I mean it's yeah. the only notable thing that happened to Pep Guardiola at Roma because he was only there for like five minutes <laughs> yeah. um, I, I actually you know, put myself out here I'll get yeah. hammered all weekend for it um, but I think maybe I'll get Man United fans back on side actually yeah. by saying Can't I quite fancy Leeds here. I, yeah. I think Manchester City have got defensive problems. They've got, they're going to, as we heard a little bit yesterday from the guys, they've uh, Ruben Diaz is going to, the Portuguese Robert Dias is going to come in yep. and um, and uh, play <laughs> in. And, you know, he, he looks a great player. He looks very tough, but it's going to be a, a, new, a new environment for him. And he's expected, I believe, to go straight into the team. Um, and Leeds, Leeds towels are up. Leeds are looking mm. all right, and, and they've got this system that's settled. They know what they're doing. Um, I, I, I quite, I quite, fa- I, I'd fancy them massively if it was a pumping Elland Road. Um, yeah. The fact there's no fans mm. won't make it as 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 straightforward for them. But I, I'll tell you what, I think Leeds have got a really good chance. Also, Jack Harrison is on loan from City, isn't he? So presumably. I don't we'll think he's going to play. Yeah, yeah so that, that, is a, play, that yeah. is a big mistake. But you are forgetting that thing when Manchester City, when they get a poor result and then they take it out on someone. True. Yeah, yeah. And they have just been battered by Leicester City. And, and Manchester City are a very good side with lots of good players. We we yeah. shouldn't forget that. I think because of of how they acquired a lot of those players and the money that they've got and so on, much has been you know, obviously talked about that and so on. Because of, any club who's got loads and loads of money and, and has won a lot of trophies recently, you know, if, people will always want to see them get knocked off their perch. Definitely. And I think people are very keen to see that to happen to Manchester City and after, obviously what happened at Leicester uh, against Leicester uh, and you know they've been not doing as well uh, uh, of late and Guardiola who you know just they looked phenomenal of course when they did that domestic treble they looked almost untouchable I know Liverpool were close but Manchester City still won the league then and, and people are thinking this guy Guardiola is just going to dominate the landscape and of course when you see a few chinks in the armour people very much relish that but you can suddenly forget oh yeah he's done they're gone see you later yeah. bye they're still a very good football Absolutely. team with lots of good players but they got out their system against Burnley midweek didn't they played quite a strong team true enough 3-0 so no, I think you're absolutely, everything you said there Marcus is absolutely true and, and I, I just think it'll be a It'll be a very interesting game. It's a nice Saturday tea time treat, isn't it? Hmm. Um, I think Leeds have got a chance. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. They've got a chance. You know, I mean, we saw the way they set up against Liverpool that opening day. They look very uh, attacking, exciting. You know, they were unlucky not to beat the, the champions. Because because for me, it's, it's a case of, and this might be a bit too simplistic, but for me, it's a case of, if you go up against Man City as a promoted team mm-hmm. and you say, we're going to do these banks of players and we're going to try and make it tough for them and we're going to, we're going to basically say, do you know what? And no one would ever admit this, but they're basically going to say, we get out of this with a 1-0 defeat, we'll, we'll take that mm-hmm. because it hasn't damaged our confidence. We didn't expect to get anything yeah, exactly. out of it and we'll move on. Leeds won't do that. No, not at all. They, they won't have that in their locker. So, that, so and, and Manchester City are defensively frail. Mm-hmm. So it should make for a high-scoring entertaining game and I wouldn't be 
bowled over surprised if Leeds United got something out of the game. That's all I'm saying. Well, and you wouldn't imagine Guardiola would make too many plans for what they're doing. He would probably play his own game and you understand why he would do that because his game plan, normally if it works, it works very, very well. But we saw what... Uh... He'll overthink it because it's Bielsa, won't he? Yeah. yeah. And also, Bielsa being the details, man. I mean, there are, even from our position... I can see some flaws in Man City's defence. I'm not maybe the same sort of football brain as Bilder, but I reckon, you know, he might have a few ideas he's, of how he's, to exploit that. They're going to turn, the players are going to turn up. Mm. Guardiola will already be there in the dressing room reading Marcelo Bielsa's autobiography. Yep. And he'll end up playing a 7 1 2 formation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it will go madly wrong and yeah. Leeds will win like 5 0. Yeah. They'll try and like just face their own goal, just play with back heels. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No one's done that before. He won't yeah. know. He won't know what to expect. It'd be a bit poor though, from from a Man City point of view, if if Leeds like scored in a lovely move and Guardiola leaves a technical error to give Bills a high five. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah. Would that be COVID compliant? No, of course. Maybe not. an elbow bump. Let's be honest. Guardiola is not going to do that. Let's no. be absolutely clear. Well, I, I wouldn't. Know. It wouldn't be the most surprising thing I've ever seen. But, but do tune in just in case he does. Or do you, how good would it be if they, all the teams come out and then there was no Guardiola and he emerged from the tunnel with his arm around Nathan Redmond? <laughs> <laughs> the WWE type. Yeah. That's Nathan Redmond's music. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dearie me. Uh, it is um, a Jose Mourinho derby on the weekend, of There's course. many of them. So yeah. many of them. What, what is the, the Jose Mourinho derby? Probably Chelsea Inter, would you say? Chelsea Real Madrid. Uh, maybe Chelsea Inter. Mm, yeah. Okay, yeah. but there is a few. There is a few. Uh, yes, Manchester United hosting at Tottenham Hotspur, of course. As you mentioned, Spurs uh, triumphantly going through mm. uh, in the uh, Europa League or into the Europa League, to, to be more accurate. This game is, of course, at 4.30 on Sunday. A nice Sunday afternoon treat, of course. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Some good games. I mean, to be honest, last weekend, there weren't, the games weren't amazing on paper. This weekend, it's, it's definitely a lot more interesting, mm-hmm. I think. Um, the focus is often on Mourinho, and today is no exception. He sort of seemed to be having a little bit of needle with Gareth Southgate. Or, it's what, what, very but he's not, nature, though, it's not his it? name, though, is it? What do they call him? <laughs> My friend Gary. <laughs> But does he just think that, that Gary is short for Gareth? Which is it's not right. an unreasonable bit of logic. No, it isn't. Uh, uh, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody, <laughs> for a moment there, I was like, oh, maybe he does. And then I remembered who we're talking about. Yeah, he knows exactly what he's doing did, um, like did he also, every moment of every day. He also had a photo of him when he put his thumb through his eye yeah. at the same time. <laughs> he, he basically said... Did um, he ever refer to Sir Alex as Ali Ferguson? Big Al no, Ferguson. He, he always called Big him Ek. Boff, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He loved he loved. What if someone's calling David Moyes Dave Moyes? I spoke to Dave. You call him David Moyes. That's fine. Yeah, fair enough. More respectful. Indeed. Um, I think that it's... it's it, I, I found the exchange quite interesting because mm. he says the usual thing that you see top club managers say to yep. international managers, don't play my best players in friendlies. It's a waste of time. Mm-hmm. And Mourinho's just a bit more forthright in that. Mm. And then Gareth Southgate came back and said, well, it works both ways. Mm. I don't want you to be playing, playing Harry Kane 55 games this season so he's knackered by the Euros because that'll, that, that 55 million people are... are are interested in yeah. in that. Um, so I, it's quite an interesting exchange, but it's something that Gareth Southgate hasn't really had to navigate that much because I think he's got quite a good reputation of dealing with the clubs mm. quite well. well and that's not always it, been the case, has it? No, I mean, you're right. In the press, he hasn't had to deal with it. I'm sure he probably has uh, behind the scenes. You know, it's never going to be that uh, mm. straightforward. I mean, I, I thought he dealt with it really well, Southgate. Again, he just seems to be very, very good in front of the press or in front of the cameras, whatever you want to call it. And he just seemed to quite sort of diffuse it and go, yeah, okay, come on, that's that's fine. It works both ways sort of thing. Mm. Um, speaking of that, though, you remember we, we spoke to, to old Sven? He, he once uh, hung up on uh, Alex Ferguson, didn't he, that time? And Ferguson was like, you're not taking Rooney to the World Cup, you're not doing this. And the Man United doctor was like, ah, he's absolutely crocked. 
you, you can understand why he thought yeah. that. Yeah. And then Sven turned up with the England doctor and he was like, no, I think he's fine to play. And it was all a big hoo-ha. And he phoned up, he phoned up Ericsson and Ericsson was just like, I can't remember what he said, but he was just like, Alex, you know, I'm not, your spell's not going to work on me or something. And just went, I'm taking him and hung up on Ferguson. <laughs> Apparently Ferguson it Makes me nervous fuming. even hearing about that. <laughs> I can't imagine, I, when I heard Sven say that, I thought, I can't imagine him being so ruthless. Yeah, but yeah. I think it's, Sven is not, um, and, and Southgate's a bit like that. They, I don't think they'll tackle stuff like head on, like butt heads. It's all about the sidestep. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's that's the best way to play it, especially with someone like Mourinho. You don't want to get in a war of words with Mourinho. I mean, yeah. Benitez knows how that way pans yeah. out. You know? <laughs> and um, Deli Ali's not on the squad, is he? For um, England, he didn't no. make it in, did he? I don't think. No, um, beautiful say, uh, bit of skill from him oh, last mate, night yeah. to win that penalty. To win that penalty, that was amazing. Yeah. So um, he'll he'll. I, I'm interested in what happens with Deli Ali at Spurs because he, he he makes an impression last night when he comes on, but he's not. He's missed out on a couple of a couple of teams recently, so well, it's interesting how he gets on. I was thinking about Dele. Like he, he he strikes me as the type of guy. Now I don't know. This is just my opinion. There's no intel here, or never met him, or anything like that. And it's very difficult to talk about someone else's sort of personality type and so on if you, if, if you're not that familiar with yeah. them. But I I just wonder um, with Dele Ali like. The way, you know, you saw in that Amazon documentary and and things that have been written and said and so on, Mourinho's like trying to get in there and get a tune out of him. But I don't think he's the type of guy that wants man management. I think he wants to be just sort of left alone to his own devices. More of an instinctive kind of player. That's true on the pitch as well, isn't it? Yeah. He's somebody who needs that kind of... uh, He's at his best when he is just creatively expressing himself mm-hmm. and just coming up with yeah. solutions rather than fitting into a rigid system. So mm. it's, it's an interesting sort of clash but of I think off the But I think off the field, Jim, you know, Mourinho will think like managers do, right, I'll be the one, I'll go in there and I'll talk to him and he made an example of him in front of the lads or just a little comment and so on. I think Ali just, I, I, my take would be he's the type of guy that goes, oh, piss off. Yeah, I just I don't get lost, and yeah. and he and he, therefore he'll be demotivated and so on and so forth. Now I understand it's not all one way, you know. He's a footballer and he, and he has to do his bit, mm. but I just I don't mm. see the working relationship between well, those. Can two I just would be this, my prediction? Can I just take this opportunity to apologise for any bad language that anyone may have ever heard? <laughs> yeah. There was a bit earlier on, wasn't there? Even yeah, I got involved. The problem is you've got to do it beforehand, really, if you can. Uh, you don't want to be like Kelly Cates having to apologise for Patrice Evra. <laughs> yeah. God. Bless oh, her, Kelly. God. She's great. Um, and and um, I think um, PSG had a loan request turned down mm. for her, didn't they? Yeah. Um, it was a really low fee, wasn't it? Which makes sense. Something like 1.5 million. And I know that for a loan, like, the loan fees are seen to be a relatively new thing, new thing yeah. don't they? But that, that does seem low, but, but even I, in that context. I'll say now what I said either earlier this week or last week, that, you know, Deli Ali for me looks like he needs a move. Mm. I think that kind of builds on what you're saying there, yeah. Marcus. Maybe he just needs a bit. Mourinho's not the right coach for him, I don't think. And secondly, if he wants to make an impact at PSG, he's got to improve. Yeah, mm. he's gonna. He if he doesn't improve, he is going to spend the entirety mm. of his time alone on the bench at PSG. Yeah, and and, yeah. So, and that's good to say because as I'm saying this, it sounds like poor old Deli Ali and, and Mourinho's the bad guy. I don't think that's. I don't think his approach would be right. But but as I say, Ali's got to, to pull his socks up. It really he he would benefit. I mean, obviously he, he won't go to Everton, but a coach like Ancelotti, mm. something like that. You know, a bit of freedom, play. You know, everyone says he's a nice guy, very cordial, blah blah blah. But he will be firm, and he'll get a tune out place. But anyway, we shall see how we that see what happens, goes yeah. on. It's now time for four to score. Everybody. It is now indeed time for Betway's four to score. Entry to Betway's four to score is free each week. You just pick the first goal scorer in Betway's four selected matches for your chance to win the weekly fifty thousand pound jackpot. A reminder to make sure your selections are submitted before the first game. 
and further T's and C's apply. So people listening along, go and have a go at it if you're over 18. It's lots of fun, completely free to play. It makes the weekend all, all, all the more interesting. And you've got a chance to win £50,000 as well. OK, there's four games. Game one, as ever, four, uh, game one is Arsenal v Sheffield United on Sunday at two o'clock. And our friend Andy has got the pick for this one. Hello team, Andy here. Uh, looking forward to Arsenal versus Sheffield United. Uh, now, picking um, a first scorer here, I think should be pretty straightforward because Sheffield United have done the world's earliest ever Lent and given up scoring goals. Um, Aubameyang is a too obvious choice. So I think we go for the man who scores, um, even when he's not trying to score at the moment. Good Leon boy, it's got to be... Na 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 na. Alex Lacazette, Lacazette, Alex Lacazette. You know it's going to be him. So yeah, he's my choice. Cheers. Who could have seen that one coming? Not me. <laughs> Who could have seen Andy Brassel of all people? Of all people, picking an ex Leon player mm. as his first goal scorer. So Alex Lacazette for Arsenal v Sheffield United. Game two is the great Jim Campbell. You've got Wolves v Fulham also at two o'clock on Sunday, Jim. Mm-hmm. And also, I've gone for. Well, I say also, Andy's made the point of not doing this I've gone for what might be an obvious choice not just because of our own history with him but I think Raul Jimenez I did think maybe Ruben Neves they'll probably get a lot of they'll probably have a lot of uh, set piece opportunities but I think he will bully that Fulham defence do you not think Fulham will score first? Uh, I, I, no I do not right. I, do, I, do, I don't think they'll score at all Marcus alright that'll be awesome um, and yeah. the, uh, the unwritten rule of um, Betway's forward to score here on Football Ramble is that if you get a chance to pick Raul Jimenez <laughs> you've got to pick Raul Jimenez <laughs> because if you don't the bastard will score yes. yeah. um, Game 3 Man United v Spurs is mine. Um, I had Patrick Bamford last week, so yeah. I'm off the mark. Well done, pal. Thank you very much. Yeah, very well, good. well done to Patrick. Yeah. Mm. We, we celebrated by playing uh, violins together on Zoom. Um, <laughs> Sunday, 4.30, May not at Spurs. We've already talked about it. I'm going to go for Bruno Fernandes. Um, I think he might, he might just get a penalty. Peno. Yeah, so I've gone for him. Game four, Marcus, is you. You've got Aston Villa v Liverpool on uh, Sunday night. Oh, it's Sunday night, 7.15. Mm, how about that? Lovely stuff. Um, yeah, who, do, who have you gone for? Mo Salah, Mo Salah. Uh, running down the wing and then scoring the mm. first goal. So, okay. So just Mo Salah, yeah? Yeah, yeah. yeah thanks. <laughs> I saw a Brassel sang and I thought well, I'd get in the Fair spirit enough. of it. Yeah. It's too late, that, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. 7.15 on a Sunday night. It's too late. <laughs> what are you normally doing on a Sunday night? Um, I I've just... I'm... I'm hibernating at that point now the winter's drawn in fight off I've the already, Sunday night blues I've already rolled up into a duvet yeah true winter's not here it's autumn it's on the way it's on the way I pr- I pr- watch this space well, I promise technically you technically summer's on the you. way isn't it <laughs> <laughs> okay to sum up before this goes awry uh, Betway's four to score picks this week Alex Lacazette in Alistair v Sheffield United Raul Jimenez in Wolves v Fulham Bruno Fernandes in Man United v Spurs and Mo Salah in Aston Villa v Liverpool make sure your selections if you're going to play along are submitted before the first game further tease and apply 18 plus and do gamble responsibly for more information on that head to be that was betways four to score now this is luke's game it's one of those games it's quite difficult to explain but you'll get it as soon as you start hearing it yes indeed it is luke's game jim campbell welcome um to the um to the arena Thanks. For the first time, I believe, I th- I this season. I think it is the first time this season, yeah. Should we assume that it is just for fun? Yeah, why the hell not? Do you want to tell us who you are and a bit about yourself? So, uh, I'm Jim. Um, I'm actually just a work experience guy here. Yeah. Um, but I've just, I don't know, I just sat down one day, nobody stopped me, and 13 years later, here we are. 
actually very, very accurate. <laughs> More accurate than people would think. Mm. Um, Jim, welcoming along. You're a new player. Marcus is an old hand at this. You've had, mm. Marcus, you've had a mixed season so far, a couple of sort of hallmark victories, mm. but you've found yourself up against the number one seed quite a lot and yeah. it's been tough for you, but your confidence hasn't been diminished by that. No, it hasn't been. Uh, I'm still plucky Tiger Tim Henman. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> still Marcus Mound outside the studio, <laughs> full, of, full of people socially distant supporting you. Um, it's going to be lots of fun. So I named the player, the guys auction and bid for the amount of clubs they can name. No repetition, no wrong answers. Um, they have to have played for the team professionally, uh, made an appearance, of course. For example, the, we always use Jim, just in case you're, you're, you're un, unfamiliar because it's been so long. Um, if Robbie Savage, for example, was chosen as a player, Manchester United wouldn't count because mm. although he tells everyone he played for them, he never actually made a first team appearance mm. for them. So it's first team appearance in any competition? Uh, believe so. Like yeah. competitive, not like... Yeah, competitive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Competitive. I thought you cop. Yeah, yeah, FA Youth Cup doesn't count, no. uh, Robbie. Um, Jim, you're going to go first because um, because you're the new player. Uh, it's the best of five, as ever. Um, can you just tell me before you start what you need to be successful in this game? Uh, I think you need a... He's not listening to you it, has he? Nah. Comp- <laughs> Fire in the belly, head in the freezer. Right. <laughs> Here we go. Your first player, Jim, you're first. He's played for six clubs. Mm-hmm. He retired in 2007... You've heard a lot of him recently. Oh, you have. It's Chris Sutton. Chris Sutton. Yeah. And as ever, a quick game is a good game here, Jim. Mm -hmm. Six clubs for for, for Chris Sutton. For those who are listening for the first time this season, we have played this game in the past, in previous seasons. Jim has played it. Mm. Uh, He's been quite good at it, but he's traditionally a very defensive player. So it'll be interesting to see how he approaches it. I'm going to stick to that approach. I can definitely do three. So I'm going to bid three. Marcus, can I hear four from you? Remember last week you confused uh, Mikel Forsell with Mattia Vidra, which yeah, was yeah, yeah. difficult. I might confuse Chris Sutton with Alan Shearer. <laughs> um, well, I'll Jim, go four then. Four, okay. Do you want to go five, Jim? Fancy five or do you want him to name the four? Oh, I've missed an obvious one. Uh, go on, do the four. Okay, it's four to you, Marcus. One at a time, please, if you don't mind. The clubs that Chris Sutton has played for. Norwich City. That's correct. Blackburn Rovers. That's also correct. Chelsea. Sort of. Celtic. <laughs> correct. You want to know the one I forgot? Go on. Blackburn. Yeah. yeah. That's bad. Played for them more than any other team. Who's the other two? Um, so he started at Norwich. Well, you've actually named them in order. Uh, Norwich, no, I Blackburn, did you a favour there. Yeah. yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> um, he had a quick stint at Birmingham City. Ah, oh, do you know what? I, I knew it was a Birmingham City. I nearly said Villa. I was glad. Yeah, well, he had this career at Villa. Oh, did he? Oh, he did play Villa. That's been fine. Oh, okay. Okay, so that's 1 0 to Marcus. You're up next, Marcus. Um, he's played for 12 clubs, retired in 2008. <gasps> when you hear 12 clubs, your heart sinks in this game. <laughs> Does it? <laughs> yeah. Surely you've got more chance of getting them. And it, more chance it? of getting them wrong as yeah. well. Andy Cole. Oh, Gordon. Andrew Cole. Andrew as we Cole. must call him now. Andrew Cole. Andrew Cole. 12 clubs in total, retired in 2008. His career started in 1989. Blimey. 1-0 up, Marcus, here, but there's still a lot to play for. There's an awful lot to play for. I'll go 5 Jim, do I hear six or more from you? I can't do six. So it's five to you, Marcus. Manchester United. Give you that one. Manchester City. Correct. Newcastle United. That's correct. Uh, Blackburn Rovers. That's also correct. Fulham. That is correct as well. Very well Very played. Good. I wouldn't have got City there. Bolton as well? 
Um, I'll, I'll, I'll read you go through. On, go on, go on. Um, if, you, if you had said Bolton, you'd have been in big trouble because he started his career at Arsenal. Mm-hmm. But he, did, he, he didn't play. play, did he? He did. He played once. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, you see, that was... He did play. I, st- I stayed away from Arsenal. He did play. Okay. Um, he, he, then, he then moved to Fulham on loan. Then we have Bristol City, Newcastle United, Manchester United, Blackburn, Fulham, Manchester City, Portsmouth, Birmingham City, Sunderland, Burnley and Nottingham Forest. There you go. No Bolton. That's right. Birmingham City, yeah. Yeah. Portsmouth, mad. I know. The strikers mm. they've had at that club. I know. In a very distinct era. Yeah, don't, don't remember scoring a huge amount of goals. But, um, <laughs> Jim, you're up first this time. He's played for eight clubs. It's 2-0. You need this one I or you're going gonna to lose. I'm bombing out. Um, eight clubs in total. Retired in 2015. Uh, it's Jonathan Greening. That's what the algorithm threw up. <laughs> don't blame me. Jonathan Greening. Jonathan Greening. You, I've told you about the process off the record of how it works. It's all fair and above board. Jonathan Greening came up. He's perfectly... We've had him on Ramble Meets. Lovely fella. Had a great career. If you can't name his clubs, that's your problem, not Jono's problem. I think four. That's a great opening bid, I have to say. I mean, the people listening will be delighted to hear that. They will. That's a great opening bid, Jim. <laughs> Jim could be uh, psyching me out here, but I'd like Jim to name the four. All okay. right, Jim. So one at a time, please. Four clubs that um, Jono Greening has I think for. I had four, actually, but go on. Go for it. So Man United. That's correct. West Brom. That's also correct. Middlesbrough. Nice. Correct. And Fulham. Correct. Yeah, well that's great. That's going to give you a lot of confidence. Middlesbrough, yeah, I yeah. forgot. York City. He played. It started at York City and ended at York City as mm. well. So he went York City, Man United, Middlesbrough, West Brom, Fulham, Nottingham Forest, Barnsley, and then uh, York City again. Well played. Um, the ramble meets with John Greening. Uh, if I may be so bold, was fantastic. It was well worth a mm. listen. That's where I remember the York City. There you go. So search um, for that uh, on, on your on your podcast feed. Ramble meets John Greening. A very very interesting listen. Okay, uh, Marcus, you're up this time. It's two one. Yeah. Uh, he's played for eight clubs in total, retired in 2003. If you can name all eight, I'll give you the money myself, <laughs> as we say. Um, it's Lee Sharp. Lee Sharp. He of the barbecues. Yes. He of the fan club and the barbecues and the Elvis corner flag singing. Lee Sharp, eight clubs. Marcus Spiller, how many can you name? Eight pissing clubs. I know, right? Oh, Gordon, ruddy for, Bennett. For, for, um, for, um, for reference, <laughs> just, to, just to share a bit of solidarity with you guys here, when his name first came up and I started doing the, the research to get the, the clubs, I thought he had played for two. Yeah. yeah. It's eight. I'll go for two. Jim, <laughs> it's a chance to go two all go here. For, yeah. I'm going to go for three then, aren't I? Go on then, name your three. Three? You sure you want to name three? Yeah. All right, Jim, there's a chance to tie it up to make it two all going into the final player of the game. Um, Please name me three clubs that Lee Sharp has played for. Man United. That's correct. Leeds United. I'm out of ideas. (sighs) Now, this is a slight punt. I've got two slight punts and I've got to take a pick on one of them. I'm going to go for the Hull City. The Hull City? Hull City. You're going for Hull City? That's your final answer? Mm -hmm. Hull City. Marcus Speller wins! Crew would have been my other one. There was, he played for an Australian side. So, the clubs I've got listed here... Hang on, just let that play out. Yeah, give me my moment. Yeah. I haven't had that for a while. <laughs> the clubs I've got listed here that he played for... There's an Aussie side in there. Uh, Torquay United, yeah, no Manchester way. United, Leeds United, Sampdoria... Oh, Samp, yes! Had a tiny spell there! You were thinking almost certainly of Bradford... Yeah, oh, Bradford. He spent a bit of time on like Portsmouth, um, obviously Exeter City, and then he went to a club called Grindavik, 
which are in, I think, the Icelandic league. Oh, what am I thinking Australia? So, I don't know. He may have managed in Australia, perhaps. Yeah, um, but that, those, are the, those are the clubs officially listed. He finished in 2003. So um, Bradford was the one there. It's a 3-1 mm. win for Marcus. Do you want to play the final one just to get it out of the way? Go on, why not? Yeah. Okay, so, it's, it's Friday. Jim, you're up first. It's seven clubs in total. He's still playing. The first one we've had today is still mm. currently playing. It's your favourite player of all time. Carl Tevez. Correct. Carl Tevez. <laughs> Go on, Carlito. How many 77 clubs can you name? Can right. you bring yourself to name? How many of his clubs can I bring myself to name? So, I think a few obvious ones. I think Jim is low-key quite good at this game. I he think he's, I think he's very unlucky with Lee Sharp. I got, that is the luck of the draw there. Because you wouldn't have got more than three. No, exactly. That was just, that was just bad luck for Jimmy. I, I'm drawing a blank on... I need to hear an answer from you, mate. Places. I need to give a bid, please, if you don't mind. I'm going to four. Marcus? I've got five, I think. You want six or do you want Marcus to name no, five? Go for five. Marcus, name five for me, please. Um, Manchester United. Correct. West Ham United. Correct. Juventus. Correct. Um, uh, Boca Juniors. Play for them three times. Correct. Corinthians. Correct. There it is. There you go. Mm. So you could have Boca Juniors, um, Corinthians, West Ham United, Man United, Manchester City, of course. Oh, bloody... Did I not say yeah. Man City? I, I, I forgot West Ham. Yeah. yeah. Juventus, uh, Boca Juniors again, Shanghai, Shenua, then back to Boca Juniors. Do uh, you know what? It was the Chinese club and I thought, no, I'm not going to showboat. <laughs> <laughs> so Marcus wins. A good win for Marcus. It's 4-1. Oh, needed that. Um, Jim, I think it's one of those games where it could have gone a bit closer. But, mm. um, but Lee Sharp, sure. though. You see, I don't get Lee Sharp. It's too all. I get nervous. Yeah. Do I go for Corinthians? With Carlos Tevez, maybe, maybe not. Yeah. Let, let you know. Let us know how you get on. How you got on at home, um, or wherever you're listening. Let us know how you, how you did. Um, all of you probably named every single club, every player, because yeah. you're all brilliant at it. So uh, <laughs> good for you. Uh, yeah, that's it. I think most people would have got Man City for Carlos Tevez. I yeah. think so. But I didn't most need it. In the end. <laughs> Showboating. Yeah. Yes. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening to the Football Ramble pre- Preview Show, sponsored by Betway. It's been an absolute pleasure having you with us. Enjoy the football this weekend. We're back on Monday, of course. Until then, though, say goodbye, Luke Moore. Don't forget to uh, subscribe to Football Ramble Presents for loads more free football content with loads of really good people. It's goodbye from me as well. Goodbye, Jim Campbell. Bye. And it's goodbye from me. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the ACAST Creative Network. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.